welcome to this episode of Our Jackson Home. Uh, this week we are joined by Ed Bryant. He's a, con- a former congressman, a former magistrate judge, uh, an attorney, a JAG officer in the Army. Um, I'm sure I'm leaving some things out. A uh, husband and a father. Uh, <laughs> lots, lots of things. But yeah. well, thanks for joining us to get today. Uh, well, you're welcome. Thank you for the invitation to come talk. So, so uh, Ed, you're you're originally from Jackson, right? I am. I was born and raised here in Jackson, and uh, and really just had a, a good growing up. Uh, had had uh, went to school at West Jackson School, which is now demolished, mm-hmm. and uh, it, I lived right across the street from the school, and went home for lunch every day, and my mother took care of me. My dad was an electrician who traveled. Uh, went where the jobs were, and he mm-hmm. would uh, come home on weekends and and uh, have a beer or two or three or four. <laughs> so I was not real close to him. He mm-hmm. was gone so much, and uh, he was injured in an accident on the job in Louisiana at one time. And and uh, but he he obviously survived. And mm-hmm. and uh, my mother was a nurse, and she worked at night and took care of me. I had an older brother who, uh, uh, Jim, who was a star athlete here in Jackson, uh, trackster, uh, went to Union and was a great uh, athlete. And uh, he's uh, in Georgia now. He's the only uh, sibling that I had. He's seven years older. Mm-hmm. And he uh, uh, helped me out a lot growing up. And I uh, went to Tigret Junior High mm-hmm. and was uh, in the class of the first uh, integration uh, that uh, occurred here in Jackson years ago, and uh, we uh, I went through Jackson High School and then on to uh, ultimately the uh, Ole Miss, mm. where uh, I went to school and and uh, was in a fraternity and and just enjoyed uh, undergraduate life there at Ole Miss. Archie Manning was around in those days. Oh, okay, was yeah. a fraternity brother of mine. I really? was a, I was a Sigma Nu uh, there and. Uh, so a lot of the football players were Sigma News. We got to know them, and he would come out to our apartment later on, uh, and you know we were hot dogs when uh, he would show up, and all the girls uh-huh. would uh, think we were pretty, <laughs> pretty cool people. That's awesome. Um, and then, so when was it that you joined the army? Well, that, that was during the army uh, times when it, ROTC, ROTC, when every all the men had to do that. And it was Vietnam was going on, and uh, I took the first two years, and then I went advanced ROTC, which committed me to going in as an officer. Mm-hmm. And I was commissioned as a second lieutenant uh, after I graduated from mm-hmm. college. And then I was deferred uh, to go to law school, and I went to law school there at Ole Miss mm-hmm. and went straight through uh, summers and uh, graduated mid-year and went in as a JAG officer. Mm. And uh, by that time, about the my second year in law school, I guess I got married to Cindy, mm. who was from Tupelo. And uh, I have a lot of family in Mississippi yeah. already. Over the years, uh, we would go down there and visit them. And, and uh, I, as like I said, I married a girl from Tupelo mm. who was... Uh, Pretty girl. She was a cheerleader at Ole Miss, and uh, of course I f- 
first dated her, I told her I was Archie Manning, and you know, she finally figured that out. <laughs> uh, and she threw the football better than I could, you know. <laughs> was was law something that you were already looking at or was it an opportunity through the army to do you know that? It, it was it was and the it, i remember in high school days they ask you silly questions in the little magazine things that the school publishes in high school and and uh i was picked out as a senior or something and they wrote a little bio then and i've got that somewhere and it, and it talks about what you want to do when you grow up mm-hmm. and i wanted to be a lawyer i'd mm-hmm. seen couple of shows uh perry mason and uh the defenders uh these are old old tv shows where there were lawyers and it looked like a pretty good job yeah and so i you know i started out you know wanting to be a uh a lawyer i majored in history i've always loved history and i was a minor uh, in history and i i I love it uh, yeah and uh i've uh done a lot of writing here in jackson Mm -hmm. on the lawyers here it's fascinating i've got compiled over the years every lawyer that i could find and there are a lot of them who practice here in jackson interesting with an office not just pass through one yeah. time and fascinating stories I, I can't publish anything yet on that because it's gotten too big and i've got to allow some people some of their relatives to die because they beat me up and <laughs> tell the <laughs> tell the story. Well, let's, there. You keep tabs on that yeah. and let me know, and we'll come back and do a, a yeah. follow up episode on bad lawyer behavior in Jackson. History. Well, they, they, there was a little alcohol that flowed mm-hmm. <laughs> in those days with the, the lawyers, and uh, but anyway. So as as a JAG officer, tell me tell me like we've never had a JAG officer on the show before, mm-hmm. so just real briefly, well, a, a JAG officer is uh, is an attorney. Uh, you wear a uniform and you you try cases, court martial cases, and uh, defend uh, people who commit crimes. And you, you have uh, jurisdiction over military cases. Mm-hmm. And uh, recently they had the one that made the, a lot of the television of the the alleged killing of a of a uh, wounded enemy soldier, where they you had the I, I did not follow that closely, but. Uh, it's it's a regular system of uh, court martials instead of courts. We call them court martials, and you know the defendant has a lawyer and the prosecution has a lawyer, and you have juries compiled compiled of, uh, of military people, officers, and enlisted people. And I was at Fort Carson, and that was an active fort back in those days. Large contingency of soldiers getting in trouble all the time, doing this and that. And so I got a great, great uh, period of experience in trying cases before juries and uh, prosecuting as well. We did both, but not obviously not at the same time. Mm-hmm. And uh, then from there, uh, I was at Fort, uh, I was in Huntsville first at the Ballistic Missile Defense System Command, and we were charged with uh, practicing shooting missiles out in the Pacific Island. And uh, I got to go to Kwajalein Island out there, out in the middle of nowhere in the mm-hmm. Pacific Ocean, and uh, do some uh, legal work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But my last military assignment, my third one, was at West Point. And I talked at the, the cadets at the military. Wow. And it was during the first years that the women were there. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had had a, a big cheating scandal up there. And they had uh, 
they don't cheat at West Point. Yeah. And so they had to uh, bring some more lawyers in there and restructure how they provided legal assistance to the cadets as well as teaching. There was Back then you taught the cadets during the daytime, and that night when they had the honor boards, you represented them. And that, that was just a born uh, basic conflict of, you, you know, you couldn't teach people and be their lawyers, you know. So mm-hmm. they expanded the, uh, the lawyers there. And I went up there to be on the teaching side of West Point, gotcha. which was a great experience. Yeah, up there. best and the brightest. And I right. encourage anybody that's ever, you know, near New York and West Point mm-hmm. to go there. And the if they are there in the springtime when they have the parades, it's just fantastic. I, I've I've heard good things. Mm-hmm. I had uh, I've had some friends that went to Annapolis for school, but mm-hmm. we've got some friends from Jackson. I don't know if you knew Mike and Katie Pace, but they live. Uh, near West Point now, and I think Katie's actually working at West Point. Really? Um, yeah. So that's uh, and but it's interesting you mentioned cheating at West yeah. Point because I, you know, one of the things that I I did a deep dive on Revolutionary War history last mm-hmm. year, and I didn't realize that the Benedict the whole Benedict Arnold thing mm-hmm. happened at West Point, mm-hmm. uh, and that's just a, such an interesting piece of history. Oh, it's great! You've got the river that goes by there, and uh, back during the Revolutionary War, they. They uh, they were worried about the British coming up the Hudson River, mm-hmm. and they had uh, put big logs trees of lo- logs of you know trees out there in the water to block them, and I, I just and it's a beautiful plantation. I mean not plantation, but uh, the wa- the walk and everything, all that area. A lot of course, a lot of movies have been made by it. But I always wondered how they got those guys to get the logs out in the water, like. Take this big log, put it on your shoulder, and jump in the Hudson <laughs> River and swim out there. Yeah, and don't sink, by the way. Don't sink. <laughs> so you uh, you get out of the army. Yeah. Uh, and then you guys come back here. Came, came back to Jackson. We had, as, as I think I mentioned, we had said we would go to neither place, but uh, uh, I actually took a job down at Iuka, and they were building that that uh, big project down there, and and I got that job, but then I decided to to practice law, come back and to Jackson uh, on my way back to West Point. And I went to a law firm and just walked in the door. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I said, you know, I really don't want to work for the government anymore. And, uh, <laughs> and I said, I'll just walk, knock on this door. a foreshadowing statement. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I said, I'll just knock on this door, you know, this lawyer. And it was a uh, Waldrop and Hall law firm. And um, uh, Walter Hall and Tomlin then, Hewitt Tomlin was the, was the newest judge, newest uh, partner there, uh, and and lo and behold, they had a spot. And it, you know, it's an odd thing. You just don't walk into an office and no. And yeah. they they uh, you know one thing led to another, and I they offered me a job. So uh, we had planned on getting out, of, and it was just a matter of where getting out of West Point. Mm-hmm. Just a matter of where. So we ended up in Jackson, notwithstanding our commitment not to go to either <laughs> home. Yeah. And. Uh, and it just had a great, great lawyers, uh, Hewitt Tomlin, Mr. Waldrop, Mr. Hall. Uh, uh, do you know Miss Happy? I don't think so. Uh, Miss Happy is a unique person you need to talk to. Uh-huh. She is a sweetheart. She is a, I'm not going to give her age, but she's a few years older than me, mm-hmm. <laughs> several years older. And she is a godly woman who goes out and helps people uh, who are dealing with drug issues mm-hmm. and Everybody around town really knows her. We just had a uh, an event to to uh, honor her, 
we tried her. She didn't know she was going to go to trial. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I know Cornelia, her by Cornelia, Cornelia Tiller. Tiller. Yeah. Okay, well, that, I call her Miss Happy. <laughs> and that is uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Hall mm-hmm. of Waterpen Hall. That's his daughter. Uh, and uh, yeah, I do some work with her son, Chris. Uh-huh, and I've yeah. worked, I've done some work for Aspel. Well, too. she is zany is the word. <laughs> That's the adjective I describe her in a sweetheart. She's... I don't want to give away her birthday, but she's right at 90 mm-hmm. and just as much energy and vim and vigor. And uh, the ladies particularly that she works with in all these places of drug rehabilitation just absolutely love her to death. And uh, anyway, her father was Mr. Hall, and he was the Zany too, I think. Not mm. not quite as zany as Miss <laughs> Happy. Family. I think it was uh, it was honest. Uh, but uh, we, I practice law uh, it, it, mostly insurance defense, mm-hmm. representing insurance companies and people that got sued and so forth over the years. And then I got involved in politics. And uh, when there were no Republicans much, I was chairman of the party for a couple of years. And then I ran. And uh, actually for Congress, uh, and then lost that to the Republican John Tanner, to the Democrat, I'm sorry, John Tanner, and uh, ran in a race. Uh, our, John won the primary, and his, uh, our new mayor, mayor's uh, grandfather mm-hmm. was running in that race as a Democrat. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the former governor who was in prison was in that race as a Democrat governor. I can't think of his name. That's terrible. And a couple others. And uh, John waxed us all. <laughs> John Tanner did. And he won his race. And I won my Republican primary. And then he beat me in the general. But we later served in Congress together. I ran later and won in, uh, in Newt Gingrich's uh period of time up there when it was a contract with America and and uh, President Clinton was there and I was in Congress for eight years was involved in the impeachment of the president and uh, uh, it it was a heady experience yeah what, what when you look back at your time in Congress what was what do you think or what are you most proud of from your time in Congress well, I was on the Judiciary Committee, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed that, uh, working with the law and obviously being an attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, as I look back about the impeachment, that's the one that I was most known for. For You know, of course, uh, we, we haven't really impeached a lot of presidents and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, only one other one before that. And uh, uh, it was a heady experience and one that— uh, I thought was uh, uh, I thought at the time was necessary, mm-hmm. and of course now with all this stuff with with our president, I I, I just I hate to see uh, the Congress go that direction. But it's you know that's all political, and mm-hmm. and I've I'm disappointed. I, I know it's a there are people that have strongly felt uh, felt issues, and and I know the president is you know hard. To deal with because he's he's from New York, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, but I, I think they've they've just about gone too far on that, and I, I 
don't think they need to be impeaching. I think the, the economy's going well, and and uh, there are a lot of things that are happening that are good, and they're, you know, we've got to do, I don't want to turn this into politics, <laughs> and I'm, I'm going that way, but b back in the, uh, the day that I was there, of course, the president was President Clinton, mm -hmm. and the Monica Lewinsky uh, episode happened, and, uh, you know, I was on the Judiciary Committee, and uh, not all the members of the committee were on the people, the managers, the House managers that were selected by Henry Hyde. He picked about uh, about 10 people, which I think were too many. Uh, they were probably 10 or 12, counting him, uh, House managers. And it was obviously somewhat historic. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's interesting that the other impeachment was of a Tennessean, uh, President Johnson. Oh, and uh, okay. that was right after the Civil War, mm -hmm. and uh, he was uh, acquitted, mm -hmm. and uh, as was uh, President uh, Clinton. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, it was, uh, it was an interesting thing. It, we, uh, the the senators and and the Republicans controlled the Senate, I believe. Trent Lott, who was a fraternity brother of mine, mm -hmm. in the day. Uh, he had he had been a Sigma Nu before me before I got there, but later I came later. Uh, and Roger Wicker, I think I mentioned him, was a Sigma Nu also. He was in the House at that time. He's now a senator. Mm -hmm. uh, he that we uh, uh, we served on uh, I served on the that panel, and uh, the Senate kept changing the rules on what they were going to do. I mean, there were no rules, really, in, on impeachment because we, we really had so impeached, yeah. we had impeached a lot of people. Although there was a, a seat, uh, a section of the, of the Senate uh, seating that they said that's where the impeachment people sit. And we were thinking, well, what, what impeachment? <laughs> you mean that you have a place reserved? I mean, it was regular seats, but, yeah. you know, we... And, and where we were seated was right uh, with the, we had the the uh, Republic the Democrat senators behind us Schumer and all the senators their senators were behind us mm -hmm. and looking over our shoulder during the impeachment mm -hmm. we were on the left side because the mechanics can you walk through the mechanics of an impeachment the house files the well of course I, I'm getting ahead on that yeah. the uh, the Judiciary Committee uh, you know, you had a you had the investigation, Kenneth Starr, and all that mm -hmm. that stuff what happened, and then uh, they uh, made a you know we made a, uh, a, a presentation to the to the House as a whole, and uh, you know we investigated it in the, in the Judiciary Committee, and then we made the presentation to the Senate, I mean to the House, uh, to the total House, and they voted to vote impeachment. And as a result, then we carried the articles of impeachment down over to the Senate, mm -hmm. and the senators try the case. And uh, they, you know, obviously didn't they weren't they didn't like that idea of mm -hmm. being involved in that. And uh, and it, in retrospect, it who knows whether we did the right thing or not. Uh, he was, of course, the president was not convicted. Mm -hmm. He was impeached, but not convicted. And uh, but uh, the House did uh, impeach him, and we went over to the Senate, and that's when 
you know, I had my, what I call the princess die moment. Everywhere you went, there was cameras flashing mm-hmm. and all that. Cause stuff. you're at the center of this. At the center of, of it. And we would, uh, meet with Monica a couple of times we did the three or four of us that were tasked with taking the depositions. The Senate wouldn't let us, uh, they weren't going to let Monica Lewinsky on the house on the Senate floor hmm. and, and put her in a box or anything or let her testify there. They said, you're going to have to depose her. And they gave us actually three or four depositions. You can have four depositions and Obviously, hers was one, and we wanted. And for those who don't know, a deposition is like an interview with the lawyers that's recorded mm-hmm. in a in a room off to the side somewhere. Yeah, and we had, you know, we did. I took her deposition, and the other three, Henry Hyde designated three or four of us, uh, to really three of us to really take charge of the uh, taking those depositions, and I took her deposition, and we we tried to fake off the media where we were doing, and oh, of course, gosh. you know. People were leaking stuff out, and I'm not going to mention names, but some of my <laughs> colleagues, I mean, we'd, we'd be in a room and say, now, this does not go out of the room, and, and we'd walk out. And this and is before Twitter. Yeah, the, the media <laughs> would be out there waiting on us, and they knew more than I knew. <laughs> but they, uh, uh, a couple of the guys have stayed on in the Senate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lindsey Graham is a, is a great guy. Lindsey yeah, was part Lindsay of that was on there. group. Yeah, Lindsey and... Uh, Jim Rogan out of California was there, and uh, uh, gosh, my names. But they, um, we we went through that. The the funniest thing I think I, I remember, of course, the Chief Justice was the judge in the in the mm. impeachment. Who was the Chief Justice at the time? Oh, uh, I can't I can't recall. But he he was the Chief Justice, and he just sat there and didn't say a thing the entire time. But Lindsay made him laugh one time. And Lindsay was talking on the floor, and it was about how Monica and the president were out late at night or something, and uh, like at 2 o'clock, or a phone call at 2 o'clock. And Lindsay got up there in that southern, that South Carolina voice and said, now back where I come from, if you're up at 2 o'clock in the, the night, you're, up, you're in trouble. You're looking for trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, the chief justice, he broke down and laughed. That's <laughs> you know, awesome. And that was... Was it but, Ren, Rehnquist? Uh, I think it was Rehnquist. It would have been Rehnquist. But uh, if you if you up after 2 o'clock, you're up to no good. Yeah, I think that stays true today. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, But Lindsay, Lindsay's character, he is... Uh, uh, he stayed in the Senate. I had a, have a lot of respect for him. He, His family had a bar uh, and he grew up and uh, had a sister and his parents, their parents were killed in a car wreck and he mm-hmm. raised his sister. And I think she's a lawyer. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. of course, Lindsay went to law school and became a lawyer and, mm-hmm. and uh, just, just a superb guy. I, I love Lindsay. And uh, the, uh, but the, uh, uh, you know, the, the, um, it went forward, and the, uh, yeah, I mean, we understood, uh, I think, at some point that he was not going to be convicted, and the, the Senate voted, and we got, uh, I don't know what the vote was, but we didn't, we didn't get our senators necessarily, that we had two charges, and, uh, but neither, uh, he was found 
not guilty on both of them. Mm. The votes were a little bit different, but uh, both, uh, I guess it was Fred and Lamar were the senators, and uh, our senators, but it was not close. Mm. And, you know, in retrospect, I, I don't know. Uh, other than making history, I'm not sure we changed a whole lot. Mm, mm-hmm. But but that certainly was a heady experience. Uh, I, you know, I had opportunities to go, you know, with people and or go up and appear on all kinds of stuff. We had, uh, you know, I'd come home on weekends, and, of course, everybody wanted to interview and talk about the, that. Mm-hmm. Because it really, really was historic, and yeah, and uh, and everybody was. Ta- I mean, the whole country was focused on that. It was, and of course, I think uh, I recall the Republicans got uh, got kicked pretty hard in the next election over that, mm-hmm. which it's is pr- probably a lesson that the re- Democrats ought to take mm-hmm. <laughs> right now with all the bl- bluster and everything. Uh, and I, I think uh, yesterday. You know, you had uh, the testimony of uh, uh, Robert Mueller. Mueller, I, I can't believe. Mueller, uh, when I was U.S. attorney uh, under the first Bush, I went up to Washington to be interviewed and went to the fifth floor of the Justice Department, where the that is the, where they are. Mm-hmm. Mueller was the guy that, that interviewed me. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, you know, nice guy, very bright, and... Uh, he started we talked a little bit and uh somehow the question of drinking came up and i said well i i don't drink you know i did a little bit in college but i'm not i don't drink anymore and he kind of stepped back not stepped back we were seated but kind of backed up and looked at me and he said you don't drink and i said no he said not even a beer and i said no no i don't do that and he he seemed astounded about that because I know he's he he lifts a beer, a beer or two and, uh-huh. and enjoys it. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, if you do it under control and all that. But it's I, I took that as stunned. Uh, it, it seemed to stun him. Uh-huh. But uh, we laughed about it and you know nice guy. Mm. And uh, I think he's kind of disappointed some folks here <laughs> lately yeah. with his. Uh, but you know, uh, I think his age—he's, you know, he's a bright, top-notch lawyer, and I just uh, wonder how much, uh, you know, he's been able to work and get things done because he—he he did appear to be—I think he's like maybe seventy, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, things start catching up with you around that time a little bit, and uh, he, you know, he's. Uh, maybe slowed slowed a little bit i don't know so you've had an opportunity to be around a lot of crazy things you know it it really has been an opportunity to be in some crazy places yeah and uh we had uh, of course we had the waco situation when i was in the house mm-hmm. uh, and the judiciary committee had hearings on that we brought in I, i'm losing names but it was uh clinton's top guy he was a big heavy man and he ended up going to prison himself mm. uh but he was a horse there for a while in washington but he was uh involved in in those hearings as well about the waco situation and we had the fbi people that came in that went to waco and 
and uh, we had uh, uh, most of the people that are on the Judiciary Committee that have survived those years uh, were there with me, including the, mm -hmm. the chairman was there with me, Nadler. Mm -hmm. You know, he was on the Republican side. Sonny Bono was on our side uh, when he came to Congress, and we sat together. <laughs> and he he was a uh, he was not even a high school graduate, and mm -hmm. he was uh, a uh, on the Judiciary Committee, and that's, that's for lawyers, crazy. you know. Yeah, that's crazy. And I'm sitting there with him, and I and I'm thinking, why in the world is Sonny Bono on the Congressional? I mean, mm -hmm. on the uh, the uh, Judiciary Committee. And of course, Henry Hyde was a chairman and everything, and 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 uh, of course, uh, uh, all all the Democrats that people that the Republicans loved to hate were in the judiciary, including Schumer. Mm. You know, Schumer was uh, in the House then, and of course, they said the most dangerous place in in Washington was between Schumer and a camera, <laughs> and. Uh, in those days, and I think it's probably still a standard <laughs> joke, but uh, the uh, oh gosh, er everybody that the, that a true Republican doesn't like was on that Judiciary Committee, <laughs> and you, and me. <laughs> no, no, you, you know you work with them, but you just disagree strenuously yeah. with with their positions. But but Sonny would start talking, and he would start rambling on something. Of course, again, again, he was not a lawyer, and they. Uh, you know, the, on the other side, their eyes would be rolling mm -hmm. and they'd be elbowing, punching each other, like giggling. And you'd sit there, and I was right next to him in the seat. And I was thinking, what in the world? Where is he going? <laughs> but he'd talk around it, and then he'd stop, and and you'd say, and he'd think a little bit. So that made sense. <laughs> <laughs> he, he always said he had the school of hard knocks is where he graduated from, and he was a good man, and course ran into a tree on the ski slopes uh -huh. and that did you that, get his autograph uh i don't think i did i don't i have a picture you know the picture of the senate mm -hmm. group at that time and i'm sitting there with him you know side by side mm -hmm. but it was a you know after eight years um fred thompson decided he was gonna leave and not run again I jumped in the race for the Senate, and long story short, uh, uh, some some of the powers that be brought in Lamar, mm -hmm. and uh, and he uh, won. He's still there. He's our senator. He's for a little while longer. For a little bit longer, and uh, then then again, I ran a second time uh, when let's see, I guess. Uh, well, it, there was an open seat there, and mm -hmm. and uh, that's when Corker Bob mm -hmm. came in and won that seat. So the the um, the lot of our power, the Republican power, is in Nashville and Green Hills and all that area of uh, those rich areas uh, of uh, Nashville and the powers that be. So can I ask you a question sure. that you can tell me I don't get to ask? What is it like? to lose such a public race oh it, it's uh it hurts a lot uh, of course you spend a lot of time mm -hmm. and other people's money in yeah. my case yeah uh and effort, i mean you know i was running for a year or two mm -hmm. off and on and uh 
of course, you've got so many people that volunteer and help you, and you know you're all there, and if when the votes are being counted, and mm-hmm. and sometimes you have a sense that mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. not going to happen, and sometimes you're surprised, but m- more likely than not, you know you you get a feeling, mm-hmm. but you got to keep that front up that you know going, that you know that night you got to keep the big thing, make it. You know, and and be appreciative, and yeah. and afterwards you come together, and I helped Lamar, and Bob did commercials for both of them mm-hmm. both times, and uh, uh, to you know consolidate, and we're yeah. back with one one Republican Party again. We're not split because uh, you know we feel like that, that we have the better ideas on government than mm-hmm. the dem- than the de- Democrats have now. We don't want the Democrat winning, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, the big lesson I learned was that you got to have a lot of money, mm-hmm. and you got to have the big money people behind you. And uh, you know, Frisco was in there as a senator at one time there, and uh, he, uh, of course, you know, they had access to a lot of money as you know, as all the others do, and the Democrats have mm-hmm. access to a lot of money too. Mm-hmm. It just when you run statewide, it's a long state. Yeah, it is a long state. Yeah. It is. So you come back to Jackson. You have some mm. unsuccessful bids for mm. Senate, um, but you mm. become uh, an attorney. You... Yeah, I, I practiced law before, mm-hmm. and I just got back into practicing law again, and uh, did did uh, a little lobbying with Baker and Donaldson, and I just didn't like flying up there mm. and flying up there and back. And uh, the current attorney general, mm-hmm. the United States attorney general, was a dear, helpful friend. Is that William Barr? Uh, Bill Barr. Yeah. He, uh, he was the U.S. He was the uh, attorney general when I was the U.S. attorney in West Tennessee okay. under Bush. Uh-huh. And he came to, ja- came to Memphis when I was there, and that's when I learned he played the uh, bagpipes. We what? had we had bagpipes waiting for him, and he played, <laughs> and just a genuine, genuine. See, that's how guy. I would distract yeah. people from the Mueller press conferences. Mm-hmm. Is I'd just start playing bagpipes. Start playing. He does. He could do it. He is. Uh, he's a super guy. And uh, after, after I uh, left Congress, like I said, I went with Baker Donaldson for a while, and would fly up there. I worked out of the Nashville office, and would fly up there and back, and. And and did a little bit of lobbying, and he helped me. And I, you never forget people that help you. Mm-hmm. And the problem was, uh, you know, he had a good client, uh, telecommunications company. He was representing. He was a private lawyer representing, and he was going to uh, let me do their business. Uh, but there was a conflict with another partner in Baker Donaldson, who had another telecommunications company who was there before I was there and we couldn't represent both mm-hmm. and uh, so I didn't have the opportunity there to do that but lobbying is a is a business I I just was not built for mm. uh I like being home yeah and so we came back here and uh ended up uh practicing law again at uh, uh Waterford Hall mm-hmm. and I enjoyed that I I just I always liked the courtroom and the opportunity opened up there at the federal building with the uh, federal magistrate judge, mm-hmm. which uh, 
I was there 10 years, which took me out of politics. You can't yeah. be in politics. So you got to keep a pretty shut um, mouth if you're just, a judge. Yeah, I do. And so I had worked with a great group of people, judges up there, and uh, colleagues and people that all the folks in the federal building are just first class, top of the line mm-hmm. people. Uh, the marshals that that work with that work with us, and you know do the hard work, and and the court security people and all the clerks and folks in the in the office, the administrative office. It's and and then you know we're connected to Memphis, so uh, we're we're the Western Division, uh, we're the Eastern Division of the Western District Court, and so we had. Uh, you know, federal cases, uh, no more, very few bank robberies. You can't rob a bank. Now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, kidnappings, you know, the old things. that It's now, you know, now drugs and drugs and drugs mm. and child pornography, mm. just horrible stuff. But, what, what role does, so help me understand the role of a magistrate judge. The magistrate judge uh, came into being several years ago to help offset the hear, some of the work that, that the uh, Article Three judges, the ones that have to go through the, uh, you know, who are presidentially appointed, mm-hmm. and uh, we would handle a lot of the ministerial work, you know, the, the, the t- detention hearings, uh, the hearings on whether or not to set a bond in the case, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the uh, stuff referred to you, and uh, you know, you know, writing opinions and things. Uh, stuff like uh, your Social Security cases and things like that, Uh, uh, just uh, all kinds of things that you do. Kind of help. But take the load off the the Article III judges. Article III judges are the judges that have to be confirmed by the Senate, Senate, and they have to be nominated. And Mm -hmm. I had, after the impeachment, none none of our guys ever made an Article Three judge. Yeah, you might have made some enemies during that, huh? Well, Mrs. Clinton, <laughs> Jim Rogan uh, out there uh, was one of my buddies mm. in the impeachment. He was one of the four of us that were picked to do the work. Mm. And uh, he, I forget, he took the deposition of uh, oh, the guy that uh, was uh, close to Clinton. And then uh, I think we took Betty Curry's, his secretary, uh, Clinton's secretary, she uh, she took all the Monica gifts. Monica was given the president all of these gifts, and they gave the stuff to Betty Curry, who was the president's secretary. She took them all home and put them under her bed, <laughs> hid them under her bed. <laughs> uh, but anyway, well, that's the, interesting because you cause you said you said a few minutes ago that you felt like it was the right thing to do at the time. Yeah, and it's interesting that sometimes the and and that might have been something that prevented you from becoming maybe an article well, three judge. Well, I know uh, uh, Rogan was was one of the four of us that really led it, mm-hmm. and he was uh, he was nominated by by Bush, and he and Hillary was in the Senate, mm-hmm. and you know she made the touch with the senators, mm-hmm. the two ladies from California, and he never mm-hmm. had a hearing. It doesn't happen. Yeah. Now, it's just part of the process. Yeah. I mean, sometimes when you put yourself out there, mm-hmm. there's there's side effects, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so, 10 years as a magistrate judge, and, and um, you know, what, 
when you look back, what did you enjoy about judging? Well, uh, you had a gavel, <laughs> and people listened to you, mm. and you, you were uh, you were always right, mm. unless uh, they appealed <laughs> and got it reversed. Mm -hmm. No, I, I enjoyed. Uh, um, one of the things, you know, you complain about it, but one of the things I, that we, we're doing well is uh, we had a drug court, mm -hmm. and uh, that th this was for people and, and all kinds of things. In the federal courts, where where I was, but state courts have them. Uh, we have some here in the local courts, where you get people. Uh, we got people who were out of uh, the penitentiary; they were on probation. For X number of years, and this drug court we have in federal court is uh, where you try to help people in that situation stay stay straight and clean, mm -hmm. and uh, and it's hard. It's really hard on them because the, sometimes there's still an addiction, or they get back on something, yeah. and they uh, it's hard to to stay straight. You know, of course, they don't have a driver's license; they're con they have a conviction. It's hard to get a job and stuff like that, and uh, family situations and uh, everything's different and unique. But uh, you're helping them try to stay clean and not get back on drugs and get a job, and uh, a lot of times it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. But uh, when it does work, it's uh, it's good. Uh, I've gotten involved a little bit with my wife. Uh, here in the state, not not officially in courts or anything, state court or federal court anymore. I'm away from all that, mm -hmm. but helping. In fact, we talked to a young fellow yesterday, uh, and but this, you know, this drug situation is just killing. It's difficult to have sympathy for people who bring the drugs in and sell the drugs and make mm -hmm. the money off the drugs. Uh, I, I, I doubt there's a extended family out there that's not been touched oh, by yeah. drugs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's affected my family uh, back in Illinois, and then my wife and our foster parents here. And so, um, mm -hmm. all the foster children that we've had have had parents have had families, families and extended families affected by that. It's not. It's it's everywhere. You know? Well, you know, as much as talking to people and trying to work with them on their their own habits i, ca I can't imagine what y'all do i mean with little kids and big kids and having to jump you know parachute in there and take kids and and uh for a period of time i mean and it's, then it's a challenge and then they go back yeah. and and i admire people that can can do that so you've served in every branch of the government which is a probably a pretty rare thing I would but that, no, I did not set off to do that <laughs> <laughs> set out to do it but it's it's been good and and uh, uh, I've been enjoyed lots of it uh, some you know been some hurts and things and over over time it's hard to lose elections mm -hmm. and I've lost my fair share actually I counted up I did I've won more elections than I lost but uh, but it's close yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, we do some marketing for pol pol political stuff and yeah. have a slightly winning record right now, and I'd like to keep it on that side. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> but the uh, ones that you lose hurt more than the ones that you win. I think. Yeah, but it's it's a it is a challenge. You you have to, 
and I'm not patting myself on the back, but you have to admire the people that do, you know, get in the race. And I, I know there's mm-hmm. a great quote quote that you may remember, and I, I can't recall it, but it's it's the person that gets in the fight. And, oh, the in the ring. I yeah, think that's a the, Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah, it's one uh, of, it goes back a, yeah. to a few presidents, presidents ago, back in the old days. Um, and it's it's a great system, as bad as it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have any better solution to governing than than we've got. Mm. And uh, but I've I've enjoyed uh, many parts of it. I've uh, been sad about others. Uh, and I, I encourage you know the people. And I would pick the juries a lot of times, mm. and do do things. And I tell folks you've got to do two things. You know, uh, as a citizen of America, at least two things, and that is uh, uh, vote mm-hmm. and uh, serve on the jury duty. Because mm. you, you 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 wouldn't be surprised probably by how people try to get out of jury duty. I yeah, well, but it's a, it is an experience. <laughs> it's something. Uh, the grand jury is a good thing if you ever get a chance. Mm. On the grand jury, it's a, it's a secret. It's the secret jury. You don't mm. have. But you do it more. It's like not like one day in trial. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you serve for a month or two, and there's a there's a state grand jury, yeah, and then there's a the federal grand jury. My life would fall apart if I had to be in a, uh, locked off for two months. Well, it's not. I mean, you just go, during, you know, a couple of times day. a week or oh, something. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, okay. but it's for a month or two, mm-hmm. or longer than that, really. It's, it's but it's uh, but there are time limits. I mean, you're not there like a, a pettit jury where you're there for a trial and you're there till you finish. Mm-hmm. I encourage folks to do at least those things, register to vote and uh, serve on the jury, jury mm-hmm. duty. That's what makes our system, mm-hmm. judicial system work and political system work. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Well, Ed, thank you so much for um, taking the time to come and be on the show and telling us about just such a fascinating life and uh thank you for choosing to serve instead of you know not well i i appreciate the opportunity to be here god has blessed us uh has blessed me especially in uh this country and and anything like i said before anything you can do to serve in a jury uh or vote and do your uh what you should do as a good citizen in the country you need to do it and and uh That's my ending, I guess. (laughs) Today's podcast was recorded live at The Co. Our intro music was performed by Aaron Harden. To find out more about The Co., visit their website at www.atthecoe.com. To find out more about Our Jackson Home and to read more about how amazing Jackson is, visit ourjacksonhome.com. Thank you.